We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Gaming Golf, the John Deere Classic Edition. Jeff Erickson here with Scott Jensen and Jeff Ritter. Live outdoors. Jeff Ritter does the best on location uh, spots for this. Uh, Scott and I always just get holed up in our office. Uh, how are we doing, guys? Uh, caught up in all the throes of uh, last week's uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, you know, two two playoffs in a row now that have gone really long. Hey, it was a it was a winner for me in our draft league, so I guess I was I was good with that. Yeah, you have Cam Davis. That's right. Yeah. That was a good pick. I forgot he was on your team. I got. I have five wins in that league, and I'm still in third place. It's a tough. Uh, it's a tough one this year. It's a, definitely a bifurcated league. You know, there's yeah. there's these like four contenders, and then there's the rest of us. Uh, I'm in the rest of us pile. I I I haven't even got my first win in that league yet. Well, I had I had one win the last two years, so maybe I'm just uh, I'm just saving it up a little bit. There you go. There you go. But uh, you know what? Um, my. I had a pretty good lineup going, and then Hideki got COVID on Friday, and that that wrecked my DraftKings lineup. That and uh, Satoshi Kodaira went from like five under one day to like five over the next. Uh, that was not fun. So, uh, you know, all of us, you know, th- this thing, five, five really good golfers and one getting by turned into like four making the cut, three making the cut. It was tough. Yeah, Kodaira uh, finally realized that he couldn't make every single putt on every single hole on every single day. Yeah. He was my he was one of my sleepers last week. I still feel like I'm due. You guys have both picked winners in the last six weeks. And I, I took Kisner and he was there on Sunday, but then just wasn't. But uh I still I still feel like I'm the one I'm ready to break through. I have because it is John Deere week, I've traveled not to the John Deere, but <laughs> closer to the John Deere than I would have been in Texas by uh coming to southwest Michigan. For some the broad penumbra of the John Deere classic. <laughs> that's right. Know. That's right. So, but uh, I'm fired up. I, I think we've got another, this is another week, I think, where you can just kind of, you can get lucky, you can catch a big payday because this is one of those events where, you know, the, 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 the player with no name and no reputation can go and find one. So I think, I think this actually is, and even though it's not a, a buzzworthy week really on the tour calendar, it's a potentially fun week on the gambling calendar. It cool. is, but it's about as bad as a field as I can remember. I mean, you got one, like one or two good plays. It's, it's wild how bad this field is. Yeah. Before we ju- dive into that field, real quick, a uh, couple things I want to review. Hideki gets COVID. Are we worried about him for the British? I know we've already seen him and 
Kim uh, withdraw from Grish, but that's because of their military requirements for South Korea. They're going to focus on the Olympics instead. But are we worried about Hideki Matsuyama? Yeah, probably, right? I mean, it's it, it's very strict over there with COVID protocols. Uh, players who are going over there are facing uh, more kind of logistical challenges than currently here in the U.S. So uh, a lot of unknowns. But, you know, what we do know, the fact that he is COVID positive and the Open's less than two weeks away, I, I am concerned, yes. Yeah, I mean, me too. And just like Jeff said, kind of the logistics of it. I think that if it was local, he'd kind of do what Rom did and kind of, you know, bunker down and then get to the tournament. But going there and, you know, Jeff mentioned the requirements of the players and it, British Open, it's crazy that they have all that, yet they're putting 32,000 fans a day on Right. Seemed, I was at the U.S. Open and it was like really nice because it wasn't that. It was like, I think they did like 8,000 fans a day and it still felt like there were a lot of people there, but you could kind of see what you wanted to. I can't fathom having putting 32K right there right now. It's going to be... It'll be really interesting. Yeah, I saw Ricky Fowler push back against that. And yeah. I think he's got a point or two. Uh, so we'll see. The other uh, news item, Bryson. I mean, fires his caddy the day before the uh, Travelers. Uh, d- you know, we don't find out until Thursday. He misses the cut. Now he's doing this big uh, this match on, uh, today, uh, you know, grudge match, if you will. Uh, you know, we get paid match more likely, more like it. But, uh, you know. It, it, it's weird times for him. Hard, hard, hard to blame his caddy. Who the hell wants to be on the range till 2 a.m. every night? Yeah. And I don't know what, you know, all the, what came out of that, what the reasons were. Uh, but I do know, like I, he had been quoted as saying uh, maybe a week prior that, you know, he was, you know, had his foot out the door. Anyhow, was looking to do uh, his next challenge, starting his company in Bandon dunes, like uh, shipping people, you know, luxury shuttle service to Bandon dunes. Dream the dream, right? I guess. I uh, I don't know. Destabilizing for Bryson, though. You know, that's a guy. They won eight tournaments together. Uh, we're on the eve of a major. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of – I'm on an early – my early inclination is fade Bryson uh, at the British Open next week and, and also fade him tonight at the match if you're going <laughs> to – if you're if you're a complete degenerate or you just need a little action on, on the match there against you Nicholson is, tonight. Is there uh, any doubt he'll have the worst smack talk of anybody possible in that thing? It's going to be painful how dorky it's going to be. I, uh, I I actually am kind of looking forward to a tweet from Brooks Kepka just to comment on something said or something. Sure. I feel like that's the real to me that's that's where I want to make a bet if possible is like a <laughs> Kepka tweet if there are odds on that so I um, think yeah. I think I think Vegas probably took that off the board by now because it was just yeah. too 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 much of a favorite contrived too i mean it's like no one's buying it. it's not legit it's not organic but uh there you go uh ryan roof on twitter says this is me not bringing up Grio this week especially because he's not in the john deere field uh <laughs> i did fall into that Grio buzz too a little bit there um okay let's hit up the, the john deere classic i know people have been clamoring waiting for us to talk about the john deere classic as you alluded guys terrible field we all know it it always is you know the week before the british half the field half the you know uh, the, the pool is already playing the Scottish Open. There's very few guys that have already qualified for the British that are here. I mean, there it is one way to qualify for the British, and they usually treat the players really well, and whoever wins gets, like, a luxury jet whisked off to the British. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, Jeff, you wanted to weigh in on this, looks like. Or maybe you're just stretching your arm. Oh, I, I would say it's a nice, yeah, it's another whisked away. You know, you, you catch, you catch, a, you pick up a trophy and a charter jet uh, on the same night out of town. Yeah. So it is kind of cool what they do for uh, the players who uh, 
also who are all committed to the to the open they'll get them all over overseas uh and out of illinois so a nice gesture and uh i don't know maybe even steve stricker or zach johnson are there to shake your hands as you board the plane at this point i'm just i'm guessing uh, i feel like they've done everything else at this tournament so um and here they are again of course uh ready f- fishing in the in their honey spot uh on the calendar so uh i, I am looking forward to it is it, it this event to me it has its charm it's just another sort of like detroit where you just hit the gas pedal from the beginning how low can you go uh par 71 soft friendly birdie you know palooza could I, I, one side bet or prop bet i would take is a 59 this week i just think that's a fun bet to make anyway this is a course that's surrendered one before and uh you're gonna see a bunch of birdies this week again right most board birdies on tour in 2019 um makes yeah you know, so that to to that point i mean i guess that's what you're looking for is guys can go low uh birdie average i gotta imagine is a big key stat I also think what I was re- reading on Len's article on Rotowire, Len Hawkbury's article on Rotowire is, you know, good putters traditionally do well here at Deer Run. Yeah, I was looking for I was looking for really shot gain approach. I don't think that driving distance really matters this week. It's one of those weeks where, you know, the bombers that don't get a huge edge. So I'm looking for guys that are ball striking well. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you, you got to make those those 12 to 15 foot birdie putts you're going to see. And but uh, I just kind of I toss driving distance out. I want guys that are going to hit their wedges close. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Uh, let's look at the top tier. Daniel Berger is far and away the the favorite, you know, in terms of like you know, you know, name recognition. Form has been pretty good. Sung J M is playing again uh, this week. Brian Harmon, Cam Davis, last week's winner. Those are your four guys in five digits. When Cam Davis and Brian Harmon are in five digits, you know it's a weak field. Uh, not to take anything away from uh, Davis's heroics last week, but. You know, that, that, that just, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah, this is uh, all the, the math is strange this week and it's hard to, um, I don't know, hard, it's hard to imagine ponying up five figures for Brian Harmon in a DFS league, but this is where we are with this field. So I don't know. I actually kind of just instinctively thought like, like I alluded to at the top, this is the week for wild cards and just embrace, you know, the long shot. So M is mildly inter- interesting. He's, I mean, he's been consistent. He was top 10 last week in Detroit. Uh, he's got to leave it all on the field because he's not going to the open. Uh, so it's all, you know, it, it's all or nothing here at John Deere. So he's, uh, he's somewhat interesting for me, but I actually, I was inclined to kind of just take a pass on the top tier this week. I, I really like Berger and M. I'm going to try and get one in a lineup. The problem is, as you get lower down, we'll talk about there is nobody like under 7,100 that I'm really excited about. We'll have a couple names, but it's it's really tough down there. Um, you look at Sungjae, I do like, I actually like that he's not playing the British Open. You know, he's focusing on this event and he's going to go play in the Olympics. And the Olympics are obviously huge for him because he can get out of his military service there. But um, I like Sungjae, finished eighth last week, hit it really well, played well around the greens. Um, he was really strong with approach uh, for a while then. He's played really great, really well the last three weeks. So I do like him. I like him as a really good chance to win this week too. And then Berger, I mean, Berger depends on how locked in he is mentally. I mean, he's the class of the field. He's number one in uh, shot gains approach in this field the last uh, 36 rounds. Just finished seventh the U.S. Open, gained 6.7. I mean, he's just hitting the ball really well right now. It's just a matter of if you think, like, if he's, you know, kind of in the middle of the field on Friday, like, how much does he go on the gas knowing that he's got to – he's going to go play the British. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, it, it is, like you alluded, there are just precious few names that we like. Uh, that are uh, on the cheap side. Let's move into the 9,000s. Let's see if we can build a lineup with two guys in the 9,000s if we're avoiding that top tier. 
starts off with Russell Hen Henley at 9-9, Streelman at 9-7, Kevin Na at 9-5, Alex Norn at 9-3, Aaron Wise at 9-2. Wow. Wow. Uh, Siwoo Kim at 9,100, Seamus Power at 9,000. Scott, the $9,000 tier, who do we like? Um, I like three guys here. I like I like Russell Henley at 9,900 coming off the really good U.S. Open top 20 last two tournaments. Really good tee to green and approach last couple weeks. Was struggling for a month prior, but seems to his turns game around. And I like Kevin Streelman. He has two top tens here over his last six starts uh, at the at the course. He missed uh, missed the cut last week, so maybe there's a little bit of a shine off the star. But you know, four straight top tens prior top twenties prior to that, playing really well. He had gained in T-degree and approached seven straight weeks before uh, before Travelers. We missed the cut. So um, I do like both those guys. And if I'm going to jump down, you want a guy that's playing really well. Seamus Power has four straight top 20s kind of quietly. Gained an approach five straight weeks. Off the tee has been a weakness. So maybe that plays in okay here because he need to be great off the tee. Uh, gained a lot putting last week. If you're looking for a hot putter, you know, I'm always a little bit worried about someone that really gains a lot putting. But if you're looking for a hot putter, those are the three guys in the range that I'm considering. And I'm probably not playing the others in the range. Well, and we and we mentioned it at the top that uh, putting is a stat that plays well here. Seems to play better than some of the more recent tracks we've talked about on tour. So Seamus Power is the first guy that I circled off this tier as a guy that I, I think is um, maybe still under-owned or despite, what did you say, four straight top 25, Scott? Uh, yep. I've got him on my fantasy team. So those aren't quiet top 25s in my <laughs> world and my lineup, but uh, – I, I circled him as a guy that I would start with. And also Alex Norin, another guy who like the stats always just feel like he should be there. He just kind of fits the right profile for certain course results never click, but had a nice finish last week. Uh, maybe he could put two weeks together. So Norin and power for me off this tier. I actually I, circled Norin too. Um, I, I liked what I saw on Sunday from him. Um, and he, he's had the pet. He's been up there before in the past. So I kind of like him. Scott, you're going to say something. Sorry. I actually, uh, I think Noren's going to be popular. And I think I'm going to stay away. I just don't like the hmm. approach numbers right now. I think he gained a lot on putting and, and, and tee to green last week, but uh, I think he's going to be po really popular. And I think there's enough here in terms of the ball striking that I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to go with other names here. So I can, I mean, he played great last week, played really well on Sunday, um, but I think I'm going to do a little bit of a fade here on Noren just because I like the other names a little bit more. I think he'll be popular. Okay. Fair enough. Um, uh, no Siwoo Kim and, you know, same motivation that, uh, M has, huh? We don't, he has a broken putter, not a hot putter. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like how he's playing right now. He's got, uh, he hasn't finished in the top 40 the last three weeks and the putting. I mean, you talk about a guy who, like you said, broken putter. I mean, he's, he's lost at least 2.7 shots on putting the last three weeks, 4.4 of the travelers. I just, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't trust it. He's a guy that can turn it on anytime. Like he'll go from terrible form to winning, but, uh, I just like the other guys in the range more this week. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to the next tier, the 8,000 tier. Uh, Patton Kazire at 89, Maverick McNeil at 88, Merritt, who finished uh, second last week, 87, Glover, 86, Zach Johnson, local legend, 85, Hank Lebiota, good outing last week. I like him, 84, Ryan Moore, 83, Doc Redman, 82, Sebastian Munoz, 81. And Doug Gim and Jonathan Vegas at 8,000. Uh, Jeff Ritter, start with you. Let me out is tempting now. I think that's two straight top fives or top eights, something like that. So you catch a guy who's, you know, playing the best golf of their career, arguably, entering, you know, kind of a, a, an open event like this where there isn't a big name that, you know, even at the top of the board that would really scare you on Sunday. 
Um, so Lebiota's been there twice now on two straight Sundays. So that's tempting. I also think in this case, the, the course history is overwhelming and we don't need to fight it. And J- Zach Johnson will probably be heavily owned, but uh, what the heck? He's been up and down this year. Kind of reminds me a little bit of what we said about Bubba Watson two weeks ago at the Travelers. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's just your spot and it just everything just kind of lines up. So I wouldn't shy away from taking J- Zach Johnson this week as well. Uh, he, along with Lebiota, are probably my two favorite guys off the tier. I uh, I do not like this range. Usually I live in the eights. I really do not like it this week. Um, Johnny Vegas is my favorite guy. He's right at 8,000. Uh, hit it really well at Palmetto and the U.S. Open, but putted terribly. So if we can just kind of get that turned around. Um, I don't like that it's not a length course. I like Johnny Vegas usually on courses that are really long, and his his long driver can help him out. But uh, he has two top tens his last four tourneys, playing it pretty well, hitting it pretty well, um, which you do like to see. I think Lebiota is an interesting one because he's – we, we talked about him last week, and he was uh, he was the guy that we mentioned in kind of the low sevens, and he, he ended up working out really well. Didn't work quite as well as Cam Davis, but right there, he was a uh, I think he was t- I think he finished top five, like Jeff mentioned. I am a little bit worried about how much of his success has been around the greens the last couple of weeks. He's really kind of living off that. Uh, he's actually lost strokes off the tee the last couple of weeks. The approach has been good, but not great. I think in a week when Hank Lebiota is eighty four hundred and super chalky, that I'm going to go somewhere else. I think he's an interesting fade this week, actually, kind of just from a game theory aspect. Doug Gim, the optimizer, likes him a little bit. Finished thirty second last week, cashed in the Travelers as well. Uh, didn't in the Memorial, and obviously didn't qualify for any of the majors. So you know he, he's kind of hard to kind of time, but for whatever reason, he always you know shows up well. Uh, and I know there's been other weeks where he has been kind of chalky. Do you think he'll be pretty chalky this week? Is that one of the reasons why you don't like him? Um, I just don't like – I liked him really earlier in the year when he's hitting the ball really well. He's actually lost strokes on approach three of the last five weeks. I just don't like how he's playing right now. I don't think he's a good putter. And if we get a guy that's not striking it as well as normal and usually doesn't putt very well, um, I think that uh, I'm going to avoid this week. There's a lot of guys in this range I like more. Before we go into the next tier, quick note from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And we're back. Never left if you were streaming with us here. Uh, in the 7,000s. Okay. Uh, again, too copious to name them all. So I'm just going to go throw it to you guys. Scott, I'll let, start with you. Since you don't like the 8,000, that means you got to kind of find some guys in the 7,000s, right? Uh, for sure. And it's not super easy, but there are some names down here I like. Um, some names we talked about the last couple of weeks. I like I like Kyle Stanley um, gaining an approach five straight weeks. He's 7,900. Three of those were really big gains in approach. Uh, not putting it well. So if we're looking for a hot putter, he definitely does not fit that build. But uh, I think he's hitting it really well. And in a course like this, you know, give me a guy who's hitting it well, going to put it close, and maybe some of those putts fall. Um, I like Chez Revy again. Disappointing last week. I think he three-putted 18 from like 23 feet away or something like that to miss the cut. Still gain an approach. Um, good course for him. Doesn't need the long distance. I really like him to be a just a solid finish this week. And then uh, before I let Jeff go, a little bit down the list, 7,300. Um, you know, we're really, really looking for anything here. Uh, Henrik Norlander, 7,300. Seems like he's getting his game back. This is a guy that we liked earlier in the year. Played really well at Pebble. Played really, really well somewhere else earlier in the year. He's made three straight cuts. He's fifth in shots green, ball striking in this field over the last 12 rounds. So we're taking a really small sample. But the last three rounds, it seems like he's really – or three tournaments. It seems like he's really kind of found his game again after really having lost it. Um, he's gained tee to green, off the tee, and approach each of the last three weeks. And he's a guy right now that will probably go under-owned. Not people are going to mention him, but he's hitting the ball well. And 7,300, I think I'm going to have him some lineups. Not bad. I uh, I still, as I said with Zach Johnson, sometimes you just don't have to fight it with the course history. Steve Stricker does have a win on the Champions Tour this year, one of the senior players. So I'm not going to be scared to put him in my lineup. Am I, is, is it the... Is it the foundation, the rock by which the lineup shall be built? No, but if it, you know, if it just kind of lines up and is it, what is he? 70, yeah, 7,700. I'd probably be in for that. And also as a straight bet, uh, I see him at 50 to one on golf odds. I feel like that's a little, it's gotta be smaller odds than that in the, in the sports book here, but Steve Stricker, I'm in it on that tier. I also like Bo Hostler. Uh, he was kind of like, he was everybody's Cinderella a few years ago. And sometimes it takes guys a little longer to figure it out. It's like he shot, I think a 64 on Sunday in Detroit. Um, I like trying to catch guys on the walking out of town, feeling good about something. Uh, so I would not be shy about Bo Hostler at 7,400. And then uh, a couple guys we've mentioned before, uh, uh, Strzok, Sepp Straka, uh, dubbed the Austrian Matt Kuchar, I believe first <laughs> and gaming, the gaming golf podcast continues to backdoor top tens. He did not backdoor a top 10 last week, but that doesn't mean that he won't do so uh, in Illinois this week. And uh, Mito, uh, Scott, you you had me jump on this guy last week. The, I think it's Pereira is how you yep. say his last yeah, name. Yeah, it, did, it didn't it didn't work great. He hit it, it not, okay, putted putted poorly. But I wonder maybe you know one week on tour, maybe he takes the step. This exactly, week. he's winning everything on the Corn Ferry Tour. So give him a week to get acclimated. He had his he had his acclimation. He had his yep. you know uh, uh, welcome week on the PGA Tour. So why not take a shot at seventy six hundred here? So another guy I would. Uh, I would probably look at adding if I can. Interesting. You we, mentioned, you mentioned Hostler and his good last Sunday, but he's actually top 25 last three tournaments too. This is not just a one day thing. He's at, he's been really good last, last month here or so. 
Yeah. And Hostler's at 78, just to, to make sure that people know that. Um, uh, we did not have a John Deere Classic last year uh, because of COVID. So the defending champion, such that he is, is Dylan Fratelli, uh, who won in 2019. He's at 7,800. Course for you know horse for course or recent form. I mean he's he's perfect for that debate because he has not been good lately. Uh, only eight of twenty two cuts since the the season began in the fall. Did have a top five finish in the Masters in the fall, uh, but uh, you know since then he's made like one cut out of his last or two cuts like in his last nine tournaments. Has not had good form. Lost uh, lost shots gains on approach in six of the last seven tournaments. I'm fully out. Yeah, me too. Uh, I mean, I think recent form is more important. And yeah, I mean, he was 6,600 maybe, but at 7,600, wherever you said he was, I just, I can't do it. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, our darling was Kramer Hickok. Uh, he, you know, lost in the playoff and all that last week. He, he made the cut, but he's 58th, uh, went 72, 72 over the weekend. Any interest in him this week? Uh, I don't know. Uh, that was such a life, you know, that's such a big life moment and career moment two weeks ago. Um, nice to see that he made the cut and got four rounds in last week, but I probably would go um, other directions in this tier. And I would probably also just backing up to the eighth. I would fade Troy Merritt this week for kind of the same reason, just to lose that way is I mean, he played well, but it's a crushing way to go out. So um, yeah. Merritt, I think is in the 8,000 tier. I'd probably just look for kind of a similar play out of those two guys. Yeah, no, no Hickok here. He just lived on the putter two weeks ago, and I'm just, uh, I'm not going to back that. He's just not hitting it well enough for me to uh, take him back this week. Fair enough. Okay, uh, before we go to our odds, let's go to down in the uh, the bargain basement here. Anybody else, uh, seven thousand or less, that you like? Scott, we'll go with you first. So the answer is no, not really, but I've got one name as I'm kind of digging into the stats here that kind of jumped out a little bit as I kind of uh, went with recent form and kind of uh, narrowed my search the last three weeks. 6,400, Michael Gellerman finished 41st at the Rocket Mortgage last week, gained 5.6 shots on approach. So that number jumped out to me, and I'm like, I wonder if he did this tournament before that. Played the Palmetto, finished 64th, wasn't great, but made the cut, but gained 4.1 shots on approach. He's a guy that doesn't gain a ton off the tee, um, kind of an okay putter, but he gains a ton of approach. If you're going to get a tournament where I'm going to get someone that's going to get out there, hit wedges, hit eight irons, nine irons into greens, um, he's a guy that's hitting it really well on, the, on those second shots. So if I'm going to take a shot down here, um, it's going to go really cheap. It's going to say 400. Maybe I get a, maybe I get an M and a burger lineup or something like that. I want to get a little squirrely. Um, I go Gellerman 6400 is the one guy that I pulled out of here as I kind of got deeper into the steps. Jeff Ritter, what say you? Uh, that's a compelling case. And I just was circling Gellerman on my own, uh, board. I was Scott Brown, JJ spawn, a couple guys who made a cut last week and are got to be feeling good about themselves. And then not a great year for Sam Ryder, but putting is typically the strength of his game. So he's missed more cuts than he's made this year, but I wonder if perhaps this is a course that sets up well for him, but I like the Gellerman case a lot too. I, I have to say, I probably would just I'm going to probably toss my recommendations from this tier and go with Gellerman because I like, I like everything Scott said right there. Harry Higgs was once a uh, darling on the internet, uh, golf DFS Twitter darling. He hasn't done a whole lot since uh, finishing top five in the PGA, which is going to, which is, is kind of a life-changing thing for him. Uh, he, he, his name caught my eye and then Ben on only because he, he came out, this week complaining about all the early tea times he's been getting on Thursday. You know? <laughs> I, uh, love that. I thought that was pretty funny. You know, uh, is there something to that Jeff? 
I mean, guys don't like that first tee time of the day. They're certainly fair to, you know, if he notices that he's getting it over and over uh, to speak up and say something because it's not, I mean, that's an early wake up call. And if it's happening over and over again, that's not fun, especially crisscrossing the country as they do to play these events. That's, that's not easy. So fair of him to speak up entertaining for the rest of us that he did so publicly. Harry Higgs has been hitting it horribly for the last month. So uh, since the PGA, like his numbers are really bad. I just, I can't get aboard there either. Yeah. All right. Very well then. Uh, Let's move on to the betting sheet. Scott, let's go with you first. Yeah, it's an interesting week, right? Because we have these these guys up top that you just, you hate to pay fifteen and twenty to one for. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take one guy up top, and then I'm going to take kind of three shots down the board. Is kind of my thought at the moment. I'm either going to bet um, Sungjae or Berger. I think it's going to be Sungjae just because I think the motivation's there, and I got five extra points. He's sixteen. Uh, 16 to one. So I think I'm going to go Sungjae. I think he's got a really, really good chance to win this week kind of before he goes to the Olympics. Then I'm going to take uh, three shots in the middle. I'm going to go at 55 to one Shez Reevy, 55 to one Kyle Stanley and 55 to one Jonathan Vegas. I think all those lines um, are a little bit too high. And then a guy that Jeff mentioned earlier for a couple bucks uh, for his DraftKings price and how well he's playing, I think Bo Hoster, 80 to one is just a little bit too high of a number. So I'm going to jump on there for a couple bucks, but those three guys in the middle, then Sungjae the top is kind of how I'm going to build my card this week. I am going to, uh, I will start with Norin who just, and maybe it's his time at 28 to one. Uh, I'll take a shot at Lebiota 50 to one. Um, actually, absolutely on Hostler 60 to one. And in fact, I will skip ahead to the next segment and say Hostler is my one and done pick. I'm going to take wow. a shot there that he is Hostler to win this week. Uh, and then why not continue, uh, to try to profit from the Austrian Matt Kuchar with Sepp Straka, uh, I believe at 80 to one this week I'm in. All right. Very good. Uh, so you teased it. You already started us off on one and done. Uh, Scott, where are you going? One and done. Uh, I've used Sung Jay, so that's kind of off the board. That's a tough one. I think I'm gonna go uh, probably Russell Henley and play some play some recent form. I don't know if I love him at 9900 on DraftKings, but I think it's a one and done, and he's got a chance to win. Thought about Chez Reeve, uh probably one of those two, but I'll probably go Henley. I'll go a little bit higher up the board uh, rather than dropping all the way down in a one and done format. So I use how, about, Sung- how about you, Jeff? How about you, Jeff? I used Sung Jay last week, so unfortunately couldn't go that route. I thought about I thought about Norin, but I still have Burger left, and I know it's chalky, but I'm not going to mess around. There's not that many weeks left in our one and done tournament. Um, I might as well just you know go with the guy I think has got the best chance to win, and I'm going to go ahead and use Burger. It's not like I'm going to use him next week at the British or anything like that. So I think I think guys who are clear of the class and the, is always oh, a smart way to go. If I had Burger available, I'd do it. I played him in the first tournament of the year. There you go. Um, so. I'll, I'll have a burger with that. And uh, that's where we go. Any parting thoughts, Jeff Ritter? Uh, it's a beautiful day in Michigan. And uh, yes, I'm, looks I'm going gonna, gonna to go enjoy it as soon as we're done here. All right. All right. Uh, go. I'm looking go. looking forward to a uh, looking forward to a major next week. That should be uh, should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Hideki gets there because he's on my draft team and I need him. Yeah, I'm playing Industry Hills on Friday. I'm excited about that. Uh, Jeff, go have a Verner's for me. And uh, anyways, uh, enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Thanks for listening to Gaming Golf. We'll be back at you next week. I'll be on location from a secret place next week. So stay tuned as we preview the bridge. Thanks for listening. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.